This is the Week in Addiction Medicine, a podcast resource of timely news and top stories brought to you by the American Society of Addiction Medicine, ASAM. Today is Tuesday, August 22nd, and I'm Claire Rasmussen. Our lead story this week, Perceptions of Safety of Daily Cannabis versus Tobacco Smoking and Secondhand Smoke Exposure, is in JAMA Network Open. This study found a significant shift in beliefs about the safety of daily smoking of cannabis versus tobacco over the years of 2017 to 2021. One-third of respondents reported that cannabis was safer than tobacco. Younger people and those who were unmarried were more likely to view cannabis as being safe. Next, we have an article in Alcohol Clinical and Experimental Research titled Resting State Functional Connectivity as a Predictor of Brief Intervention Response in Adults with Alcohol Use Disorder. Resting state functional connectivity, or RSFC, may characterize neurobiological indicators that predict the response to brief interventions for alcohol use disorder. This study performed an fMRI scan, immediately followed by a brief intervention aimed at reducing alcohol consumption. At baseline, responders had a greater RSFC between specific seed regions in relation to voxel-based clusters than non-responders. Resting state functional connectivity in the frontoparietal salience and reward networks predicts the response to a brief intervention in individuals with AUD and could reflect greater receptivity or motivation for behavior change. Next, we have an article in Drug and Alcohol Dependence titled Association of Cyberbullying, Victimization, and Substance Initiation. In this study, 10% of respondents between the ages of 10 and 14 reported having experienced cyberbullying and 10% reported alcohol use. Cyberbullying was significantly associated with substance initiation during the following year. Our next study, Non-Alcohol Substance Use Disorder After Bariatric Surgery in the Prospective Controlled Swedish Obese Subject Study, is in obesity. This study evaluates the association between bariatric surgery and non-alcohol substance use disorders and compared persons who underwent gastric bypass, vertical banded gastroplasty, or gastric binding with those who received standard non-surgical treatment for obesity. In multivariate analysis, the authors found a significant association between gastric bypass and non-alcohol substance use disorder. Our next study, Fatal Drug Overdose Risks of Healthcare Workers in the United States, as in the Annals of Internal Medicine. This study used the 2008 American Community Survey over 175,000 healthcare workers, comparing them to over 1.5 million non-healthcare workers, to examine drug overdose deaths. The study found that annual overdose death rates were lowest for physicians at 2.3 deaths per 100,000 and highest for social or behavioral health workers at 16 deaths per 100,000. The study concluded that social and behavioral health workers, as well as RNs and support workers, are all at increased risk of overdose deaths. Our next study in Nature Medicine is titled GDNF Gene Therapy for Alcohol Use Disorder in Male Non-Human Primates. In this study, the authors target the neuroadaptations of dysfunction of reward circuitry that occur in the ventral tegmental area. Human glial-derived neurotrophic factor, or HGDNF, enhances dopaminergic neuron function In this study, the authors conducted gene therapy, carrying the gene into the VTA of rhesus monkeys who previously had chronic alcohol self-administration. 
The treated monkeys demonstrated inc increases in GDNF protein and dopamine, as well as significant decreases in alcohol intake sustained for up to a year. While additional research is needed, this study demonstrates that GDNF is a potential target for treatment for alcohol use disorder. Our next study, in JAMA Internal Medicine, is titled Buprenorphine Out-of-Pocket Costs and Discontinuation in Privately Insured Adults with Opioid Use Disorder. This study considered the link between out-of-pocket costs for an initial buprenorphine prescription and buprenorphine discontinuation within a one-year period among commercially insured U.S. adults. Higher daily medication out-of-pocket costs were associated with treatment discontinuation. Generic film and tablet, as well as branded tablets, also increased risk of discontinuation compared with branded film. The authors conclude that the addition of buprenorphine to the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act's preventative drug list is but one consideration to ease the impact of the OUD crisis. Our final article, titled Prospects for Pain, is in the New England Journal of Medicine. In this article, the authors discuss the types of pain that have proven resilient to all available medications and emphasize the promise of new sodium channel blockers, specifically the NA1.8 voltage-gated sodium channel, which is expressed in peripheral neurons and plays a role in transmitting pain signals. The authors discuss the effect of VAC548, an oral highly selective inhibitor of NA1.8, on control of acute pain. Compared with placebo, VX548 at the highest dose reduced acute pain over a period of 48 hours, with adverse effects that were mild to moderate in severity. This concludes today's episode of This Week in Addiction Medicine. Remember to subscribe to the ASAM Weekly for more exclusive content and our editor's commentary delivered every Tuesday. Be sure to check us out on social media and asam.org. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.